0: Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in again um, this week for our weekly Bible study. God bless you indeed in the name of Jesus. My name is Toluto Topodada and I'm the set man for Christ Apostolic Church, in Graceville. Uh, it's a Tuesday Bible study. I uh, welcome you and I'm, I trust God. I'm sure that God will is set to bless you as we go. Um, indeed the 10th lesson for uh, a unified Bible study uh, pamphlets let's say a word of prayers before we go ahead father Lord, we thank you thank you for this time thank you for these end times thank you for preparing us ahead of time we ask the Lord that you strengthen us prepare us Lord strengthen us for the things ahead we ask that this study will bless souls, lift lives in the name of Jesus, and at the end, we'll be better people and better Christians. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So, um, the 13th, uh, week 12, last week, we talked about um, expect persecution of believers. And one of the things we said there is that. Um, that lesson was not. It was not milk. It was not bread and butter. It was bone. It was hard lesson, and um, we're we're glad that the church authority is leading us uh, or guiding us into these topics because it's been um, it's been permit me to say uh, uh, abandoned people don't really talk about things like this. We don't want to experience difficulties as Christians. So, um, this lesson, this week's lesson is also another bone to crack. It says, when we battle killings, warmongering and wars. When we battle killings, warmongering and wars. I'll be very very careful to teach this uh partly because even though some parts of of nigeria some churches in nigeria are persecuted i've been privileged to also serve in a church that is located in one of the persecuted regions Uh, we've tried to do some outreaches in in some of the sharia states uh, when we were core members uh, uh, that's NYC Nigerian Youth Service Corps is a compulsory one-year service for every Nigerian graduate. So we were posted to a Sharia State and so I could understand a little bit because we just spent about a year there so I, I definitely won't compare myself to people who grew up there who face these persecutions day in, day out. So. I'll be careful to teach this because I, I won't say I've, I've, I'm an expert in it. Even though the little I experienced, um, yeah, just a little bit. But I won't compare myself to those who are serving day and night in this uh, persecuted region. So, but war, yes, I looked at wars, we look at, at killings, and some of us have experienced a bit here and there some are in war-torn countries, a lot of things. So, this is also going to be another very emotional and, and hard boom. It's going to be a hard bone to crack. It's a, I mean, not hard bone to crack, but it's a hard bone to swallow. This is not bread and butter uh, salmon again. So, yes, uh, Jeremiah 4.19 is uh, one of the texts to read. Jeremiah 4.19 he says, uh, let me read the new living, living translation. The new living translation. My hearts, my hearts are right in pain. My heart pounds within me. I cannot be still, for I have heard the blast of enemy trumpets and the roar of their battle cries. So Jeremiah here was crying and in pain because he called. God has revealed to him what was going to happen in terms of war, and, um, and, and, and and what's going to happen to the children of Israel, how they're going to suffer. We'll read some other texts uh, in a bit, but let's look at Matthew 24. We've been reading Matthew 24 uh, for a while, several parts of it though uh, in this series, but let's go to verses 6 and 7 of Matthew chapter 24. Verse six, New Living Translation says, "And you will hear of wars and threats of wars. Okay, maybe I should read uh, KJV so that uh, that is so that it goes a little bit with the title. And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass. But the end is not yet." for nations shall rise against nations and kingdom against kingdom and there shall be famine and pestilences and earthquakes in diverse places so warm on green, that's rumor of war killings and battles okay let's go to the introduction it is no longer strange to hear and see calamities afflictions killings terrorisms and other conflicts befalling the inhabitants of the earth. In fact, these have always been a part of human history since the time of Cain and Abel. There has been, there has not been a time when nations or nations have not been at war with each other. I love this. So, because people will tell you, yeah, they've been saying this since forever, that there will be war, there will be rumors of war. In human history, since Cain and Abel, there has always been war. There is no time that at least one nation is not uh, fighting the other nation. this uh, faction are not fighting. There is always something that has been going on since the beginning of time. We indeed live in an era of unrest and fear. Followers of Christ are not to be ignorant of what this time is all about. Nevertheless, such was the account of the heavenly experience when Satan rebelled against God. Uh, and a, a couple of scriptures were given, Isaiah 14, 12, Revelation 12, 7 to, to, uh, to 12. Maybe we should read that Revelation 7 Revelation uh, 12, 7 to 12. Because a number of people have also misinterpreted this, that uh, yeah, God was fighting Satan. God can never fight Satan. Let's read that. Revelation 7. I mean, Revelation chapter 12. Revelation chapter 12, verse 7 to 12. And we see who was fighting, who, who the war was. Okay, let's uh, NLT. Look, he comes with a cloud. Oh, sorry. Revelation 12. Revelation 12, verse 7 to 12. Okay, NLT and there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon and his angels. It wasn't God, it was an angel. It was Michael and his angels that were fighting. Verse eight, and the dragon lost the battle. And he and his angels was forced out of heaven. And the great dragon, the ancient serpent, called the devil and on and on like that. So it was Michael that was fighting the devil, not God. God can never fight devil is too low he's too beneath god How we go with what we go with them we say he's, he's eating in his head to fights god <laughs> and uh, myself and one of my mentors were discussing yesterday and um he was saying that some people would tell you that um okay yes uh we're just discussing about the 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 one of the things or one of the major things that that distinguish or distinguishes the christian faith from other faiths even other abrahamic religions it's the casting out of demons other religions appease demons or try and find a way to live peaceably with demons uh, uh, when when the only time we saw that a spirit or something evil bows in the Old Testament was when David was playing the harp and the Bible didn't say the spirit will be cast out they, and it's even an, an evil spirit for the, from the Lord but let's even assume that was a demonic spirit let's assume but that demon was not cast out it only bows and when you're praising God and the presence of God comes every spirit bows so that spirit bows in Saul. it was only when Jesus came that he was casting out demons That was what shocked the Pharisees. We've never seen this before. So it's only in Christianity that we see demons being cast out and Jesus gave us the power, the dominion over demons. Now, other religions sadly has crept into Christianity and it's called syncretism in in theology. Uh, we've We've been bringing the practices of other religions into the practice of Christianity, whereby uh, they will tell you uh, just appease your your grandfather or the your stepmother, go and buy something for them to appease them. No, sir, we are not to appease demons. We don't live. We are not to find a middle ground between us and demons. No, we, we take dominion over demons, over devils. That's what the, that's, that's the power Jesus gave us. So, um, what led us there, sir? Uh, Satan rebelled against God. Knows that it wasn't Satan that fought God. I mean, it wasn't God and Satan that were fighting. And thanks to our t- children teachers, I mean, all, uh, but people like us were made because of the kind of children teachers we had. So we thank God. And they could only explain some of these things to us so that our five year old brain, our seven year old brain could. Could understand it at that time, so why we used to sing songs in children's church in those days that God and Satan were fighting, yes, in that context of being a child. But a number of us never left that, that the sort of school uh, children department knowledge, uh, yeah, because your children just told you that God and Satan were fighting. That was it, we, we, we didn't grow. To learn more and see, read from the Bible that no, it wasn't even God that was fighting the fight. It was Michael and and, and Satan and Lucifer. They were fighting. It wasn't God at all. So um, God and Satan cannot fight. Satan is not the opposite of God. He's too far. He Satan is not the opposite of God. Uh, so let's go into that. We are still in the introduction. So we don't we don't we get that we get that lesson. We don't you don't negotiate with demons. You cast out demons, you cast out devils, you bind demons, you cast them out. Hallelujah. Okay, but Christians understand that God has a purpose for all things and events, He allows. God is never gra- gratuitous, which means God will never. Um, what's the Yoruba now? Sinribu. What's Sinribu in English? Gratuitous, okay. You will never. You never say, uh, uh, is your only do. You never, what's that only do? Garant or, eh? You never say, you not for me? God is not that kind of a person. That will not come and tell you, that you not for me in your life? Human beings can do that, but God is not like that. Never delighting in bloodshed, He hates that. He, he hates hands that shed innocent blood. Proverbs six seventeen to 18. Why then are there killings, mongers? and wars why does god allow all these things ah i can't finish this so maybe we, we take that to couch friday why do why do why does why do bad things happen to good people why does god allow wars yeah we should take it to couch friday uh um, one of these days uh, let's let's shake that table i mean why is if it's a, why does a good god allow bloodshed allow bad things yeah that will be a good a good conversation but we can't finish that in this uh, forty-five minutes um, uh, uh, study. But let's let's see where God can allow us to go in this um, in this teaching. So, discussion number one: the Bible makes it clear that war is one of several components of the end time events. In Revelation chapter six, verse three to four. The rider of the red horse signals the beginning of war that will result in bloodshed before Christ returns to the earth. War in the end times include more than traditional warfare with gunfire and bomb explosions. Yes, war is more than in the end times. It will be more than that, and we can even see now war is going to be genetical, genetic modification. I don't want to scare you. But well, There are several researches and several documentaries that have shown that some some people, some races are targeted with the kind of food they introduce to them at, at a tender age, the kind of injections they introduce to them, they target them, they target their reasoning, they target their so they are there, there are viruses that have been released, bio, bio weapons, chemical weapons. So it's gonna be more than that. In fact, it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna get a time of mind control. Mind control, you may some of us may be scared of mind control say it's a big thing. But now the media is already being used to control your mind. Media is one huge tool that is already being used as a weapon, as a tool to control people's minds. They don't even need to inject anything into you now. They can just put a story on the media and run it over and over and over again. So the end time war is not just the gun and, in fact it's going to get more of information they can, they can with ai and all this artificial intelligence and things like that they can they can they can do deep fake of anything so war in the end time is more is is worse than 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 gun and and, and bombs and all those things praise the lord in ezekiel chapter 7 7 to 9 and then verse 24 god says he will send powerful cruel enemies to punish his people in the end time in fact centuries ago he had indicated that in the end times israel will be will have very serious challenges with islamic nations okay let's read ezekiel 38 5 to 6 i i thought about this briefly i just touched it briefly on sunday um when we're speaking let uh, me be i should try and ex- explain what they are saying here ezekiel 38 5 to 4 uh, sorry 5 to 6. <laughs> ezekiel chapter 38 verse 5 and 6. new living translation Persia, ethiopia and libya will join you too with all their weapons verse 6 gomer and all its armies will also join you along with the armies of uh, Beth Togama from the distant north and many others. Uh, get ready. Be prepared. Keep all the armies around you mobilized. Take the commands from them. Uh, a long time from now, you will be called into action in the distant future. So, um, so looking at uh, 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 you, you, yeah, it was it was a, a, a what's it called? Uh, it was a writing and prediction of the kind of war um uh, that God is telling the Israel that he will turn Israel from verse four I will turn you around and put hooks in your jaws and lead you out of your whole army, your horses, blah 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 and I was telling the, I was telling them the, the nations that will come and um, colonize them. Okay, and uh, let's look at how that affects Israel, the physical Israel now. Uh, like i've said several times in theology there are some seminaries that teach part of their systematic theology they teach israelology which means uh, uh, some people hold the school of thought that the physical israel has something to do with the end time agenda now let's let's look at it the dome of the rock uh, is the dome of the rock is the exact um, spot of the temple of of Solomon or the temple of Zerubbabel so now the way the, that that spot now houses a mosque although uh tall guys have said that's not a mosque is the dome of the rock it's just a holy site in islam now the jews are prohibited from getting to that point, that place in jerusalem um, you have to be a muslim and it's the third cooliest site in islam it was believed by muslims that that was where muhammad ascended to heaven coincidentally if you're entering jerusalem that place is not far from mount of holy is where jesus ascended to heaven but uh, let's let's leave that for now so the dome of the rock is on the spot where the temple is supposed to be the jewish temple now not far from the dome of the rock is the last surviving wall of the temple of Zerubbabel, is one of the holiest sites in Judaism. So, it's called the Wailing Wall. So, very holy site. So, um, now, it is believed by the Jews that the Messiah will come and build a temple on that spot that the Dome of the Rock is. So, how it will happen? they still believe in it. It's still, it's still a very, very valid belief in Judaism. And Bible has said so, that the, 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 the Antichrist will enter the temple in Israel and declare himself God. So which means whoever is going to be the Antichrist will be accept, somewhat acceptable to the Muslims. It will also be acceptable to the Jews. So how this thing will happen, even me say I'm watching, let's see kind of world leader that will be able that will bring in quotes the 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 message of peace that both Islam and Judaism will say yes we agree and it will it will allow Jews to come into the Dome of the Rock either convert it to a temple or build a brand new temple and they will have the holios of holies the, the Meshach that's the seven lampstand that will be used in the temple has already been built. Built exactly the specification of what God showed Moses in the Bible 49 kilograms of gold is already there in the middle of Jerusalem house, they're just there and being watered. So, they are expecting the Messiah to come and build that temple. Whether that will happen in our lifetime, we don't know, but it will happen. The Bible says it will happen. Now, the Bible has predicted that people will come from Islamic nations and uh, that israel would have serious challenges with the islamic nations it is already happening they cannot get to that dome of the rock in their own land in the in jerusalem there are places that are prohibited to jews in jerusalem in fact um, uh, on my last trip to jerusalem our talk guide was telling us that those of you that come from africa come from europe you don't know how lucky you are i can just drive to the neighboring country in nigeria i can just drive to Cameroon. drive to nigeria drive to the republic drive people to, to go to ghana but they they cannot drive they cannot drive outside they cannot drive to the next door neighbor all the neighbors around them are persecuting them are will, willing to kill them like so so we went to bethlehem bethlehem the birthplace of jesus is now in palestine is not under israeli control so as we're leaving israel to get to palestine there is a, there is a signage a very big signage that um, was there and he was saying that as a jew your if you're entering if you're crossing this line your life is at risk you may be killed like i'm like wow this is really serious <laughs> so i, I mean it, it, our tour guide was israeli although they now say the only people that are allowed in that part of palestine not even the other part of that, that bethlehem part are tour guides that's the only Israeli allowed. Any other Israeli will be killed. And he can't drive. He had to get another driver who is Palestinian to drive us into Bethlehem and take us back. That Palestinian driver also cannot drive into Israel. <laughs> like <laughs> So there are challenges of the Islamic nation around Israel as we speak. Praise the Lord. Matthew 24, 6. As part of the sign of the end of the age and the return and, and his return, Christ foresees the coming of violence, unrest, and chaos. You will hear rumors of war, like he said in verse um, verse 6. Literally, Christ carries the tone of certainty, not that you may hear, but you will hear. So it is certain, it will happen. Jesus says, as part of the end time event, expect commotions, wars, and rumors of wars. Through, though that doesn't mean the end is near, as Jesus emphasizes. So when you're so that's another thing. People say they've been saying there will be war forever, since forever. What has been happening? Jesus is not saying that's the end. He said the end is not yet near, but these things will happen wars and rumors of wars might also mean wars near at hand and those distant of which the rumor only reaches one in such a manner threatening to one's peace for instance this uh, let's let's bring heavenly into it let's apply it to our day and age there's a war going on in russia now and everybody is like oh if america if the west provokes russia And Russia uses nuclear, uh, uh, use their nuclear weapon, and the West retaliates, and there is now a nuclear battle between two people. Rumors of war, even though we in Nigeria, nothing concerns us. (laughs) They are not bringing any war near us or anything. But the rumors of war, who are scared? We have people in Russia or you have people in UK. Uh, There was a time, I mean when. The war started and people were running. Uh, Nigerians were evacuated from um, Ukraine and things like that. If I look at Sudan, uh, even though it's about two countries away, but it's quite far far from, far from us. Uh, the rumors were uh, like when the videos came, like very graphic videos. So rumors of war, all those things that the news travel to other people and brings shivers of, of fear. Okay, the Greek, "akoi" rendered rumors, is a common word for sense of hearing or reports. So rumors of war is not that it's not happening, it's just saying that it will be reported. Uh, So it's not the rumor that we see, uh, you guys, they carry rumor, which means it's not true. So rumors of war doesn't mean the war is not happening. It just means that it will be reported over and over again um Jesus foretells that we hear shouts of war near us as well as reports of wars occurring elsewhere. Wars would be happening all over the world. Compare Jeremiah's cry in in Jeremiah 4:19 because he said I heard that this cry i mean the the shout of battles and his his fear it was you mean his spirit left him he was so scared and so fearful this implies an alarming increase in terrible skirmishes, due to uproars of the time leading up to the end amplified commotions as a forerunner of the end time matthew 24 7 signifies what these commotions would entail nations will rise against nation kingdom against kingdom and uh, if you look at revelations chapter 6 verse 3 to 4 let's read that revelation 6 3 to 4 let's compare what uh, is going to happen in matthew 20 24 with what revelations um chapter 6 says um, and uh, if you if you've been through my study on eschatology and uh, end time, uh, you will see that we put Revelations chapter six and Matthew twenty four side by side. Those events um, are very similar and likely to be the same. What Jesus was saying, verse three: When the Lamb broke the second seal, I heard a second living say, "Come." Then another appeared. A red one. It's a rider was given the mighty sword and authority to take peace from the earth. And there was war and slaughter of everyone. Hmm. So you could see that Jesus was saying there will be war, rumors of war, nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. Um and then in in Revelation 6, chapter 4, talked about the three and four, talks about the red horse, the rider of the red horse. Who was given a large sword and he took peace from the earth and he killed with a large sword okay in furtherance you will hear uh, in furtherance of you will hear jesus wants all these things must come to pass there's no praying them away uh, well i'm sorry you, some people believe it but these are prophecies of jesus these are sayings of jesus they will surely come to pass whether it now comes to pass in our day and age Or, somewhere in the future, only God knows. But they will definitely come to pass. Okay. All this must come to pass. One, as part of God's unfolding plan for the earth. Two, they must come to pass because man's godless passions and perverseness, because they fail to retain God in their mind, he gave them up to a reprobate mind. So, this is also going to come up because of what man does, because of man's uh, godless passion, because of man's perverseness. Number three, it will come to pass as a form of divine judgment against sin of communities and individuals. For instance, God used the evil tendencies of allied nations, greed, hatred, lust, etc., to cause them to attack Israel. To execute his judgment. So, God wants to punish some people. Because he will not break his own law. He will, they will do something so that they can, their punishment can be justified. So, those are the reasons why they, these things must happen. Okay. Satan, the devil is the true face of terrorism, who supplies terrorists the needed ideas and strategies for their nefarious activities. That's just it. In fact, um, the Bible says, woe unto the earth, because Lucifer was let loose on the earth. So their father, the person that supplies them all these barbaric, satanic, demonic ideas of how to attack people. Definitely is Satan. Can you recollect the number of wars and rumored wars that have differ that have devastated diver- that have devastatingly come and gone since the pronouncement, since this pronouncement of Jesus? There are other wars and ritual killings going on everywhere. What is the way out? Um, Baba Yewa sang um, what is this song? Baba Yewa sang this song. Uh, song we started with, um, uh, uh, I'm trying to remember a part. I'm not going but a part there, that... except Jesus comes, it's until Jesus comes that this world can be, can be peaceful. It's on, only until Jesus comes that this world can be peaceful. In the same verse six, we see what our response should be to these threatening situations. Jesus encourages us not to be troubled, do not panic by these occurrences and reports, so that they do not cause us to misfire in any regard. Do not panic. The words of Jesus, it will come to pass. It's part of God's plan for the end time. Do not panic. Do not panic. The presence of Jesus in one's life should equip one with the needed inner peace and tranquility needed for sustenance in all of the commotions. So the Bible says that um, let the peace in. Do not be anxious, but for anything, but in everything, be thankful. Be thankful, and um, uh, uh, let your prayers. Uh, with thanksgiving let your request with, with, with supplication and thanksgiving let your request be made known unto God. Let your request be made known unto God. Then the peace of God which passes all understanding will guard your hearts and mind. So it's the presence of God, in of Jesus in our lives that will guard our mind. That will give us that inner peace. That will give us that tranquility needed for sustenance in in all of these commotions but surprisingly with all this mind-boggling worldwide conflict the end is not yet yes end time will come yes the end time will be one will be one of terrible warfare but this alone won't mark the end other things must happen before the close of this age so don't let anybody deceive you That or because what has happened then and end, end, end is there other things will happen and this is the 13th uh, lesson a number of other things that we've discussed and some of other things that we'll discuss in this lesson all is a co- combination of several uh, uh uh several events so don't let don't isolate this one event and that's something also that happens people who who are not too mature they isolate a single event and build a dogma around it they take one single verse of the bible and build a doctrine a church dogma around it no we should learn to be balanced praise the lord okay let's conclude please if you have questions drop them in the comment in the chat box i will be glad to attend to them we have seen a very real picture of the future of our world it is described as described the scripture the only way out is to begin and is to begin and continue steadfastly in intimate relationship with with christ so that we may have and live in peace even in this world war ravaged world jesus is coming soon be ready for him praise the lord so it's just to encourage us don't be scared, don't be worried, don't be alarmed. Let the peace of Christ, let Jesus come into your life and we give you that peace that in the midst of the worries, in the midst of the wars ravaging the world, you'll be fine. Praise the Lord. Let's just say uh, about three prayer points uh, before we close. Say, Heavenly Father, help believers to find solace in you and escape every killing masterminded against them lord we pray for all the believers in, in, in terrorized places we pray pray for all the believers help us jesus to find solace in you help us Lord, to escape every killing masterminded against us everyone that is masterminding killings against us help help believers to escape it In the name of Jesus, thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray, we decree that every instrument of war be consumed by the Holy Ghost fire. Every instrument of war, everyone planning war, everyone planning attack against the church, against the people the, the, the children of God, against innocent people. We frustrate it, we consume it. Every instrument of war, you are consumed by fire in the name of Jesus. Instrument of war be consumed in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Say, Father, we rely on you as the only man in the battle of our lives therefore we shall not be defeated say father you are the only man mighty man of battle in my life because of that i shall not be de- defeated i will not be defeated you will not be defeated in the name of jesus receive victory in the name of jesus in jesus name we pray. father we thank you thank you jesus for this wonderful time thank you for this everyone has listened to the sound of my voice I prophesy into your life. You will not war will not take you away in the name of Jesus. If there's anyone experiencing battles, wars, and and attacks of any kind, I pray the mighty man in battle will fight your battle in the name of Jesus. You will not be defeated in the name of Jesus. We pray for all our brethren in persecuted areas of the world, all our Christian brothers and sisters. Everywhere they're being persecuted against, I pray, Lord, that you, they will find solace in you in the name of Jesus. You will frustrate the, the mastermind of these killers in the name of Jesus. You will frustrate their efforts in the name of Jesus. We pray for our brethren, encourage them to strengthen their faith in the name of Jesus. There may be someone somewhere in one village, in one every part of the world that has been discouraged at this time. Lord, we ask that you the angels of God will minister unto them that we strengthen their spirit. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you very much for joining us. God bless you once again. Uh, please follow us across all social media platforms at CAC Graceville. And then um, on Friday, uh, this Friday, we have Couch Friday on Twitter space at CAC Graceville uh, on Twitter. And it's open mic. Come, you have an opinion, you have a question, just come and ask. That's it. And everybody and anybody can uh, answer your question. And you can be, so you are the one that has the mic um, this Friday by 7 pm by the grace of God. And then on Sunday, uh, a physical church in Abuja will meet at 9 a.m. at Dubai International Market. James Village. God bless you. I expect to see you if you live in the city of Abuja, and if you do not in Abuja, join our digital church. It's across all social media platforms. The Lord will bless you and keep you in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for this time. We ask as we go to go with us in the name of Jesus. Help us, Lord. Strengthen us, Lord. We will not be discouraged. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. We pray it. Amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful evening. Bye. God down o. Baye baye Jesu yo o. Baye baye Jesu fara o. Jesu yo to, baba For Julie Yori, but don't let's go for now. Money the mummy yori, money yori. Buy the baby, let to Yori, you yori.